0: Mr. Feeney, Mr. Feeney,
1: Mr. Feeny! Oh my God! No, the other day our neighbor knocked on our door. Sarah and I had just come back a little, like maybe a few minutes ago from yeah. uh, from a walk with Ducky, and our neighbor knocks on the door, and we open it up, and she's holding Rigby. Rigby. She's like, hey, oh do you God. have a cat? And we're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Oh my God! <laughs> and he he just slipped out. Without either of us seeing him, we neither of us, like, he had been sleeping in our bedroom like all day, and so we didn't even realize oh he God. was gone.
0: <laughs> I'm glad your yeah. neighbor found him. I mean, he probably couldn't go far, obviously. No, I mean, he was, was in the closed. stairwell.
1: He's <laughs> so,
0: trying course. to make a break for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, should we get into it?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. Hi, y'all.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome back to the Feeny Call.
0: Welcome to the Apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, the Phoenix Call season three, episode 10, Train of Fools. Right.
1: Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this episode, and I, as soon as I pulled it up and saw that it was Train of Fools, I was like, oh, good, it's a New Year's episode. I was like, you know what we could use right now? A New Year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we're all pretty much done to 2020 at this point. So maybe time to move on.
1: Yeah, that tracks. Yep. I have thoughts on this episode.
0: <laughs> I you know, it's a lot of little things for me. I feel like I took a lot of different little notes and I was just like, that's interesting, that's interesting, and kind of went through it all. So I'm excited. I'm interested to hear your your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I think mine, I don't know if it has as much to do with the episode or the state of affairs of the world, but we'll find Fair. out. Fair. Fair. We yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll find out. I think I know what you're gonna say, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> um my fun fact is kind of just more of like a yeah, it's not really a fun fact. It's more just like a nineties trivia because we had a lot of like nineties stars in this episode. Not even stars, but just like random nineties people. Like Charisma Carpenter is the she's part of the catering company. She's the woman that Eric kisses at the end, and she actually starred on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then went on to star in Angel, which of course started in the nineties and ended in the early two thousands. And then the girl who plays Rebecca Alexa. Her name's Angela Visser. She was in an episode of Friends.
1: A single episode?
0: One single episode, yeah. Did she have a line? or? Yes, she did. So it, the episode is uh, the one where the monkey gets away. And Chandler and Joey are looking for Ross's monkey that ran outside when Rachel mm-hmm. was watching it. And they stumble across these girls whose radiator is broken. And they're like, oh, we got to keep looking for this monkey. But these two hot women, their radiator's broken. This is like the perfect scenario. And it's, it's kind of mm. funny. but not so,
1: yeah, sad how you feel pretty strongly that anyone could have written Friends and that the success is largely dependent upon the talent of those individuals?
0: Oh, 100%. Actors and they like were... has
1: nothing to do with the writer.
0: Correct. They absolutely made the show. That's, that's right. why people watch the show is for these acts. It's it's like if you think about they made these characters.
1: Just an interesting thought. I've I've talked about friends on here before. I don't really give a shit about it. So, yeah. Uh, okay. I understand yeah, how in true. 1993 like there wasn't better television, you know. But now like yeah. there's like 10,000 good shows now, so watch something better. Yeah. And, and, and here we fucking are talking about like I a know, talking average about average-ass the- show from the 90s oh. and telling you to go watch something better. So anyway, yes. let's do it.
0: <laughs> let's just get into it. So I think I'm on the recap for the day. All right. And away we go. So it's New Year's Eve, Uh, Eric got a date with a supermodel, and Corey and Sean and Topanga all are trying to go to parties, and Sean says he's got this limo, the limo ends up falling through because it's a hearse, and then they try to get the last cab, and the last cab drives away, so they end up on the subway. And uh, while Eric's pouting because Rebecca Alexa found out that he was only into her for uh, the big... You know press show she runs off he's sad they make a big party on the subway meanwhile uh turner and eli are having a party or they're having their own party and these uh, girls show up in time <laughs> it could have been worse it could have been yeah. worse yeah we get the idea. i'm getting better it's I, one of the I, new I year's thought thought
1: episodes, you know what it is watch it you yeah. know what it is. <laughs>
0: yeah as far as, like, places go, there aren't a lot of, like, different places. It's they're at home or they're on the train. And then the only other place is Turner's house. Sure. There aren't that many, like, different places and things. It's not like, and then they go to Chubby's, and then they go to school, and then they're at home, and blah, blah, blah. It's sure. just, like, home, train. That's it.
1: Right. Right, right, right. So, Megan, before we before we dissect this episode too much, let me ask you first, uh, what is it that you learned from this wonderful ta- cautionary tale? <laughs>
0: Uh, The biggest thing that I learned is the only person getting in between you and a good time is you.
1: Well put.
0: Thank you. Everyone else is starting to have a good time. Sean's making the best of it. Eventually, Corey and Topanga make the best of it. And Eric's just pouting the entire time. And then in the end, he ends up having a good time. Once he finally, like, lets loose and lets go of his whole internal mm, drama that's happening for him. He just lets it go, has a good time. He ends up kind of reminiscing with Corey and it's a, it's, it ends up being fun for all of them. But Eric, he gets in the way of himself having a good time because of his poor attitude. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's, that's really well I put.
1: I think it. I would, I, I, I agree with that. And I think kind of additionally, I would say that the other thing you can learn here is nothing is ever as good as you expect it to be or as Mm -hmm. bad as you expect it to be. And this, this might be kind of informed by I was recently listening to um, the happiness lab and there was uh, a discussion about how, you know, consciousness works in a lot of ways and it was very psychological and interesting. Uh, But basically the consensus is that, the, the human mind has an incredible capacity for imagination. And, and basically how it boils out is that like nothing is ever, you know, like you, you dream up something happening and how amazing it's going to be. And then it will never meet those expectations. And then equally yes. you dream up how terrible something could be. And, and it will also probably not be as bad as you imagine it could be. And that we are, we as humans are really bad at accurately predicting how high or low some an experience will make us feel. And, and I think what that kind of comes back to, right, is Eric is placing so much emphasis on this prediction of how high he'll feel if this thing happens and how low he'll feel if it doesn't happen. Uh, And similarly, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think Corey is putting putting some expectation into the night. The only people that I that I see not living based on this expectation of, of a high or a low are Sean and Topanga. Yes. They, they are you. they are thriving in,
0: yes. this,
1: in this moment. And I love to see it because like yeah. the two of them are, are so diametrically opposed in so many ways. And yet, in this particular episode, without ever calling attention to it, the two of them are the only ones that are actively engaging in a authentic New Year's Eve experience of just, Mm -hmm. like, letting the night unfold and, you know, taking, rolling with the punches.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think this is another example of how Topanga and Sean are definitely Corey's backbone (laughs) in a lot of ways. uh, Just because they they while they are so different they seem to balance each other out and they balance corey out very well because otherwise like if it were him alone with topanga it might not work or him alone with sean it might not work but because they both are there serving different purposes i feel like corey then is able to loosen up and have a good time
1: yeah i think that's a great examination of that you know it it really it really does come down to a lot of getting out of your own way yeah, and and Corey actively does that, and then boom, he's in it. You know, we 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 see it transpire for him, which is great. And I and and then you know I think about the b plot a little bit, and and I I tried to kind of imagine it in the same way there, and yes. place the lesson there, and and it's a little. Less clear, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, it's
1: a little more nonsense sitcom for sitcom's sake, but I guess you could argue that
0: uh, yeah, that Turner
1: and Eli are getting in their own way of a good time by yeah,
0: because Turner's being all putsy right. About Turner it.
1: Turner is is being yeah. I guess Eli is allowing himself to have a good time with what's happening, whereas Turner won't just let his guard down and and accept that this is the situation now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he like I. And I support either the idea of like having a good time or leaving. Like those are both valid options. But yeah. staying and being miserable is a dumb op- is like is an option, but it's a bad one. Like it's not one you should take, you know.
0: Correct. The, yeah, the appropriate
1: absolutely. actions are to embrace what's happened into your apartment now and have a decent time, or leave and have a decent yes. time. But yeah. you don't have to stay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm sure there are a bunch of bars around Turner's apartment that he could go to and just grab a drink and watch the ball drop on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason that he needs to stay, especially because all of his ex-girlfriends showing up. I wouldn't want to stay in a room on New Year's with all my ex-boyfriends. That sounds like a right. Year. Sounds shitty. So I definitely understand where he's coming from, um, but he should have left a lot sooner than he did, or he should have just kicked them out. He should have just said, screw you, Eli. This is my apartment. They're not staying.
1: Yeah, that would have been a, a reasonable response as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. He's just a pushover.
1: Yeah. I I have a lot of thoughts about the Rebecca various Alexa? well, but just no, actually. I don't really have as much to say about her. I'm interested to hear what you do then. I I have a lot of thoughts about, about two things okay. in this episode that are not related to to lessons learned that are more related to time gone by. So one I'll start with the less serious one. Um, this is the first episode that it has become too painful and impossible to not suggest Morgan's presence in existence. Correct, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yep. um, it, like, what the fuck? <laughs> we like, are. Where is we she? are. Why is no one outwardly talking about it? No one ignoring? Everybody is going out of the house. All right. So, so Morgan has yep. to be somewhere. And then ignoring that, we are actively discussing New Year's Eve's gone by, and they are yep. always just about Corey and Eric. And Morgan apparently yes. has never spent New Year's Eve with them. Like it's just the two of them. Jeez. Like, what the fuck? This episode is the one there's the first one for me where it is painful and and impossible to avoid the idea of they yeah, have a sister.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Like this family has a daughter.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. amazing to me that throughout this process with Morgan, how they sort of forget her for a season, then she comes back. Why they decided it was a good idea to bring another child into the Matthews family in later seasons? Right. Like you already had trouble keeping the third one. <laughs> on. You really want to bring in a baby right. who who situation.
1: ages tremendously in the course?
0: So <laughs> much know? in so such a short amount right. of time, and we also see in another episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was you know that's um that's oh, what's his Michael Jacob. Yeah, son. Michael. Yeah, it's his son. Oh my. Anyway, that's no. Funny. So yeah that that was my my kind of lighthearted. What the fuck? This this yeah. is ridiculous. Where the fuck is she? <laughs> it makes no sense, and no one offers any sort of explanation of any kind. Of course not. And and two. Now this is not this is not as as funny and lighthearted, and the one that I think may be a little more informed based on just current events. It was hard for me to not watch all of the events on the subway unfold with this eye of, wow, you you privileged ass little you know and and this idea that the only people on the subway are like low-income immigrants and people of color apparently yeah. i like i'll accept that they do not frequently ride the subway like they they have no reason yes. to do so they live in a suburb they don't go into downtown philly often like i accept that there's no reason they they should have a lot of experience with it i just hate how the subway is painted and i mean that in a metaphorical sense uh the the i guess literal too because it looks like shit Uh, And and
0: maybe it is i don't even know if they have a train in philly
1: philadelphia's public transit system is mainly operated by the southeast pennsylvania transportation authority or septa which is on the wall I did see them. I did see an an acronym called that said "SEPTA" on the wall, and I figured that must have been the name for the transit system, but I didn't know what it stood for. I figured something. Props to the
0: set designer, Pennsylvania
1: Transit Authority, which maintains an extensive system Mm. utilizing buses, rapid transit, commuter rail, trolleys, and the Philadelphia trackless trolley system. So it has a you know Philadelphia has a decent transit system. It sounds like I don't know what you know what the commuter rail from suburbs to downtown or is like really but what i the, sure. what, yeah that's what gets me right it's just like the, the the picture painted of this looks like they want it looks like a dingy ass poorly maintained subway car.
0: yeah it looks
1: like what they wanted you to believe new york subway cars in the 80s looked like uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I i don't know i've never been on philadelphia's transit system so maybe it does look like that my point of reference is chicago's transit system which like even the red yes. line which gets gross sometimes is not as fucked up as as i don't know i don't know i just i didn't like what they were yeah. suggesting about people who take transit and maintain transit and the only, yeah. no, the only person it. who seems to know anything about transit is this young black kid that comes over to them and is like y'all don't spend a lot of time on the train
0: yeah and i
1: and i really hate how the bit they try to make with him saying party and party, party and how no one understands him and i'm like what the fuck
0: yeah what that the was fuck too do far.
1: you mean that no was... one understands what he's saying all right you can think it's a little strange yeah. like you can think like all right, man, that was a strange bit, but good you do you. But you knew he was saying the word party. Shut up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and it wouldn't have been, I feel like it wouldn't have been as weird if it had stopped right after Corey. Corey right, but like, the whole
1: oh, goddamn train is like,
0: no, yeah, like, fuck too you, far.
1: stupid fucking joke.
0: Too uh, far. You can't yeah.
1: convince me yeah. that everyone on this train doesn't understand that he is saying the word party in an exaggerated party.
0: manner. <laughs> right. He
1: said party. Like, that's not hard.
0: <laughs> not at all.
1: Fucking bullshit! Right? Yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I, had a feeling that that's what you were actually. Gonna yeah,
1: say. you know, it's it's again, it's probably it's it probably influenced based on our, our current state of events. Uh If you're listening to this a year from now, we're recording this on June 1st of 2020. Um, yes. So think back, kids. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> reflect, and and if if things are better, I'm so glad. So yeah, you know, it's it's probably informed with that lens that that everything is at the moment for me (sighs) yeah i don't know and like sean's the only one that like seems at at ease and comfortable on the train because like he's low income uh trailer trash quote unquote and so when i moved to chicago i was uncomfortable with the bus system mostly because i didn't fully understand how it worked (laughs) Uh, i never lived in a city with buses I had never been on city buses. And so like, I was not uncomfortable by like people or conditions. I was like, okay, great. So like, where do I get on? How do I pay? I'm going to get lost. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get lost. Like those were my main concerns. Yes. I don't know what it, what was, what as a Chicagoan, you've been here for four years, five years, five Five years. years, What is your experience in comparison to, to how transit is depicted in this fashion? Also, I don't know if SEPTA has a, tremendous issue with outrageously long delays or not. But I don't know. I mean, the longest I've ever sat on a delayed red line is like 10 minutes.
0: Well, and the tricky thing is it just depends on the city too, because I remember going on, I remember going to LA and everyone was like, you can't like the LA public transportation system is gross. It's unreliable. Like you're not gonna, you shouldn't take it, whatever. And we ended up taking it just because it was mm-hmm. cheaper uh, and it was very dingy and you could tell it was not updated because it's LA and they just, they are, that's a right. car city. It just is. So I feel like if, if the same rings true for Philadelphia, I understand why it's a little dingier. Sure. I don't like obviously the stereotyping of who takes public transportation because that's yeah. inappropriate and in a city, in any city, public transportation is going to be used by as many people as as necessary, you know, it doesn't, you know, anyway, but I, I remember like thinking because it was such a like car commuting town, of course, LA system was dingy. So if, if Philadelphia is the same way, I understand that. But I think the biggest thing is I don't know because Chicago is not, it's dirty sometimes, especially after like Cubs games and stuff. But like, I've never had a real issue on public transportation here obviously there are people who walk by and try to show it and i've had that
1: i had a few transit issues maybe i'm maybe i'm looking at this as a person who rides transit so regularly now that like i'm like fuck you and your privilege it's fine nothing really is happening to you and that's because like i once was on a bus and saw a dude masturbating like (laughs) in a seat across from me Or like was in a train car and like witnessed to the beginning of a domestic dispute (laughs) that like resulted in physical violence or like have had a an individual who I presume was on drugs attempt to steal my phone out of my hand while I was sitting on the train and then just like kinda lazily laugh and walk away. Like I guess maybe I've experienced more on public transit. And so looking at this, I'm like, oh, you're fine. Shut up.
0: (laughs) Yes. And it's a it's all a fear of the unknown. Like you were saying, when you first moved to the city, like you didn't know the bus system, mostly because you were like, I don't know, I'm gonna get lost. I don't know how it works, whatever. And so I think because they don't take public transit a lot, it is super foreign to them. And that's why they're afraid of it. It's I would say it's not even like the state of you know, the the car itself, it's more just like the kind of general dinginess and the general fear of like, well, we don't do this all the time. We may have done this once in our lives. And we were very young and were teenagers. So like, it's kind of it's a fear of the unknown. And I feel like now having been in Chicago for five years, and having my own public transit experiences, and then also my previous and current roommates having their own experiences, like it's public transit is kind of wild. It's kind of wild, so like their fear isn't necessarily justified because, because they shouldn't. I don't know. They're, I feel like their fear is justified because it's it's just a fear of the unknown. But they don't. They have no reason to be afraid. They're being right, 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 Nothing That's happens sure. to them,
1: I guess. You know, like no. maybe maybe I'm yeah. Maybe I'm being an asshole about it in that I'm sitting here like nothing happens. You're fine. Shut up. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't be such a jerk about the subway blah, 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 you know I, I hate that the like yeah. conductor can't effectively communicate with them apparently uh, <laughs> right like, I, I hate that idea i don't know that's that's you know that's my whole thing i did have the thought where i was like wow i'd shit a brick right now if instead of this stereotype of a young black man on the train will smith walked through the car and was like Hey, right? You know, like, because you know it's Philadelphia. It's, it's if, they're gonna, if they're gonna include a yeah. young black man, I'd be like, wow, that would have what? What a crossover that would have.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that would have been so funny.
1: Prince is like back in Philly for New Year's or something. Some bullshit, even just a cameo, like. Would, yes. would have skyrocketed this to suddenly being the the best episode that Boy Meets World's ever had. <laughs> not like they <I> couldn't <laughs> it. That's At the time it, that this episode existed. Prophet. Like Will Smith was already quite successful, obviously. Yeah. And, and oh, absolutely. had no reason to come do this shit, but,
0: but no, how incredible. No, no, no. <laughs> And I actually, so I love the actor. His name is Wesley Jonathan. I love the actor. He's in a show that I watched in, it's like the in the early 2000s. It was the show that Amanda Bynes went on to do after she was done with the Amanda show called oh, What I Like yeah. About You. And he played, yeah, he played her best friend, Gary, in that show. And he oh, no. is arguably I the know. best friend I know of the that. entire show.
1: Good for him.
0: Yeah, he, he is arguably the best part of the entire show. Yeah. I love Gary. He, like, makes So I never, for me. I never, like, thoroughly um, watched
1: that show, but I used to watch it because it would often be on before or after shows that I did want to watch. <laughs> uh, what were you going to yes. say? It sounded like you had some ideas and thoughts about Rebecca Alexa.
0: So it's not necessarily her in general. It's just more, like, the idea of her is so hard for me to put in this episode because, for multiple reasons, first of all... <laughs> First of all, I love the fact that there's a mention of Jason, but Jason does not make an appearance. It it cracks me up because I'm just like, I wonder where he went. Like we don't see him after that episode where I said that it was his last one, but I'm like, where did he go? What and how did this all come to be? So, it's very curious that he happens to have this date with this with this model who looks like she's probably my age, maybe mid 20s, and Eric is 17. So he really thinks that this woman, this grown ass woman, is going to kiss him yeah, it really the is ball drops?
1: Wild that Like she she's not obligated date when to she's clearly that. not a high schooler. She is a professional model. She is yes. clearly not a high schooler. What the fuck is she doing?
0: <laughs> she's not obligated to go on this date with Eric at all. Or like she even if she did make a commitment to Eric to go on this date, she's not obligated to kiss him, obviously. But then there's the extra layer of like, okay, if she is really as famous of a supermodel as they say, first of all, she'd have a ride. She would be showing up in a car and that would probably take them wherever they needed to go. Second of all, I guarantee that she would have somewhere that she needs to go for some PR purpose. There's somewhere that she needs to be. She needs to be seen at this party. She needs to be seen at this party. So even if Eric is just like, oh, look, and she's with a contest winner. Wow, she's such a giver. Like there's, there is a level of like, there's no way in hell a supermodel of apparently her caliber would just be going to a regular ass party. Unless she's not as famous as everyone. Maybe she's like a hometown hero kind of thing. And she's like just known in Philly. But at the same time, it's like, even if you are like a minor celebrity, you typically have obligations, especially when you're a model, you have obligations and or you have opportunities to sell yourself to people on certain occasions, such as New Year's. So I'm like, there's no way in hell. There's just this is so improbable to me that I it's hard for me to even wrap my mind around it. I love Corey, though, when he's, he's like, you can't you you can't lie to her. Like, look at her. You can't lie to her. I love the fact that she's like very. She knows who she is, and she's a very. She seems very down to earth, but at the same time, she's just like, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, what you're thinking.
1: I I think it's interesting that they never mention where their destination is. There's never like, Correct, yeah. this person's party. Like, what? Are, where the? Where are they? Seventeen. They're fourteen. Like, where are they going? Yep. They can't go into the bars. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm less concerned about where Eric and Rebecca Alexa are going. I'm, like, I'm mildly concerned, but, yeah. the, you know, he's 17. They could get, be they get going to a party downtown, and I could I could understand that. But where the fuck are these 14-year-olds going?
0: Like... <laughs> right? Well, and, and I feel that it's inconsistent that a lot of places where they go, they... Uh-huh. Like when they go to Chubby's or, or Corey goes to Sean's or Corey goes to Topanga's, like, or even school, like they walk everywhere. So, where are they going? Whose house or whatever oh, right, right. are like, they going to that's going so far away that they have to take a, to a restaurant
1: away? or bar? You know, like they no, have to be going, going to a to house, house party from, yeah, someone like, from school they can't be going anywhere else they could only be going to somebody's like no. house party or chubby <laughs> it's like and i i doubt that the screenwriters could answer that question because there there's no logical answer for where the 14 year olds are going <laughs> and Perhaps, that it happens yeah, no, to okay. coincide with the direction eric is going <laughs> you know because if, if eric were going to like a club that's 18 and older and he's going to fake id or i don't know whatever the fuck like i could i could buy that you know yeah, but yeah, but I can't buy wherever the fuck Corey, Sean, and Topanga are supposed to be going. The only place they should be going for New Year's no. Eve is a friend's house or Chubby's.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I agree, and I feel like that would check out if they went to Chubby's. But obviously, they need the whole plot line of Eric losing his date and whatever. As far as uh the B plot goes, I don't know how I feel about the entire situation. I'm not interested in the entire yeah. Plot. No, I don't is that care bad? About it at I have all. no interest <laughs> in the adults. Also, the woman who comes in and is like, "I'm gonna just whip up a lasagna." I'm like, no one has the ingredients for lasagna just in their fridge. Right, no you're right, right. You're not often
1: of on standby, especially this uh, this single man. It, uh, very unlikely yeah. to have the various accoutrements for for lasagna in his cupboard. No. he might have a box of noodles, but they're certainly not lasagna noodles. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, absolutely not. So I was like, I don't know how I feel about I, 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 it. I hate it. All I don't. Exes it, come it over, and I'm like, why are they plot. there? Why do they know each it's other? A,
1: it's a dumb waste of time. I'm more interested. I would have rather watched the subplot It'd be about Alan and Amy taking Eric's car and and like shenanigans surrounding yes. that. You know, like maybe they get pulled over by the police. Like that would have all been more interesting to me and to follow Turner oh, and yeah, Eli and yeah. this subpar parade of exes
0: they're just trying to make it more relatable to older the older generation that's watching boy meets world yeah yeah right i definitely think that the amy,
1: an alan and amy subplot would have been more and in, more intriguing to me which we haven't gotten any alan and amy subplots in quite no. some time they are effectively reduced at the yeah. moment to to only serving as as um Well, I take it back. We had their anniversary, but that's the main plot. That's not even the subplot, you know, their anniversary. So I don't know. It feels like Alan and Amy haven't gotten like a good subplot in a while.
0: They haven't gotten a moment alone in a while. Yeah. Because like I'll even give the anniversary. I'm like, yeah, we had something that was kind of focused on Amy and Alan, but they haven't had like a moment alone. Where they're like, all right, leave the room, we have to talk uh-huh. about you. And then they like have uh-huh. like a parent moment, which I yeah, kind of yeah, miss. Yeah. You know, my
1: favorite subplot of this episode is Feeney not having the money for the kids. <laughs> oh man, I, yes. I really do love the way Sean plays it. It's so 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 funny. I do it's too. so good. And so just I don't it's so effective and it hits all the right beats and William Daniel's reactions yes. are are a a joy
0: flawless oh
1: man yeah no it's great i love all of everything about that bit and and it's inconsequential in every way but mm-hmm. i i truly love how sean takes advantage of that of that moment
0: <laughs> it's it's a nice little i like it because it's it's nice and inconsequential i mean the b plot the actual b plot kind of is consequent inconsequential as well but it's i love it that it, it kind of ties into what's actually happening as well. Because when we flipped over to Turner and, uh, Turner and Eli, I was like, how is this? Uh, It it? means nothing. (laughs) Yeah. But Feeney actually like ties, this all ties in because obviously he's Uh going and seeing the boys and then coming back Uh in and seeing Alan and Amy and, and whatnot. So, but yeah, that's, it's funny. This episode is also prime, just, just full of like prime nineties. fashion all over the place oh man everything that the boys are wearing air comes down in that black uh blazer over oh, the black Christ. turtleneck sweater <laughs> just prime the matching like top and bottom like suit silky suits that oh, rebecca alexa is, wearing. That is weird
1: i um, think it's wearing this like chinese inspired maybe i don't know that was yeah I mean, that
0: was big in the 90s so. too it's just and Amy's oh, dressed with like a bow collar yeah. kind of look. That was it's just all it is, like it is
1: peak nineties fashion. you right.
0: Nineties fashion. Yeah. And it really is. It's a good one for that.
1: I think that Sean gets a lot of yeah, good comedy in this episode. A... Uh, across the board. He, I agree. he gets I to really be agree. the funny man this whole episode. Which is great. Yes. And I and I wondered too, I haven't looked ahead, so I don't know exactly what's coming up, but I think it's it's I'm hoping for maybe it'll be a nice contrast, I feel like. I'm anticipating some Sean, some heavy Sean episodes in the near future. I could be wrong about that, but that's yes. kind of what's, uh, what I'm anticipating. And so I appreciate that he gets to be all laughs in this one.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I also, it's kind of funny, the one line that I actually laughed out loud, there were two that I laughed out loud for very different reasons. The first one was, Corey said something about, oh, the baby, we let the babysitter curl my hair. And he's like, yeah, when is that going to go away? And I don't know why, it it got me. I laughed out loud for that. It made me, it made me chuckle. How how often they yeah. reference the difference in their hairstyles and how sure. Eric's is straight and Corey's is curly, and how they consistently try to justify it. So and and the the delivery by Ben Savage is perfect as well. The second thing he said was uh, something about like there's nothing contagious. He says something about his flu. He's like, I hope I don't, don't have to like kill that. somebody like, oh, oh.
1: with my. Flute.
0: <laughs> yeah, with my flu virus. And I was like, oh, that, that's not, I, I, uh, right, right, no, right, that's right. not funny, but it's kind topical. of
1: funny. <laughs> Again, kids, are recording this June 1st, 2020. Yep, if it's not June 2020 anymore, yep. when you listen, think back what was happening.
0: Reminisce. <laughs> and, remember. Uh, yeah, no, that is, that is,
1: uh, uh, I also kind of chuckled at that. That got like, oh. me.
0: Huh.
1: Jesus, <laughs> it was it was it was it was kind of a sad laugh. Yep,
0: yeah, it was like a oh oh he didn't realize yeah. how funny that would be in twenty twenty, but it's it's ringing pretty true, hitting a little too close to home right now. Who was your MVP?
1: My MVP. <laughs> I think I'm gonna give my MVP to Sean. He's the only, or he yeah. he's really shining, taking advantage of the situation in every way, he every is. step of the way. He he's doing a great job in this episode. He's fully living through what's happening and and just letting it all happen yeah it's sean he's doing it yeah. he's doing the damn
0: uh-huh. thing and i it's kind of funny because i wrote down sean at first and then i was like I'm gonna say <laughs> <Sean."> <laughs> So I'm going to go with Topanga. <laughs> and I think it's just because it's kind of multiple reasons. One is because she kind of plays the same role as Sean in where she's trying to keep everything light and airy. And she's the one who's like, why don't we just have the party here? Like, why don't we just hang out here? And then she uh, she's the one who tells Corey to go talk to Eric. She's like, maybe you need to, like, go help your brother a little bit. And Sean, like, he's, he's also an uh, awesome pick. But Topanga actually stays with Corey and she's like, okay, let's figure this out together. Whereas Sean more brings the party to them. Honestly, I think it's both of them because I 100% agree with Sean, but I am going to give it to Topanga as well because she also has that moment where she's just like, it's very hard to just be up all the time and I have demons too. And, uh. and she kind of has that little like moment of release and I'm like, oh, yes, bitch. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think the two, <laughs> yes. of them, the two of them do do it together.
0: Yes, yeah, it's definitely a... a a team effort, but I one hundred percent agree with with Sean too, so You're right yeah that's it's a it's a fun time. It was a fun little like nice escape. we haven't had a holiday yeah, episode it's
1: interesting. In they went for a new year's episode so. instead of a Christmas episode, huh? yeah, no, there wasn't we only had one a- Christmas episode so far uh, we do see we do see a Christmas okay. tree in this episode, and it's ugly as fuck, but it is not the same as it like is. the contentious <laughs> aluminum tree we later see in the Topanga yes, Christmas correct. episode.
0: I think uh, overall just a fun little break there. It feels like now we're kind of in a more of a narrative as far as like where the story is going now that Corey and Topanga are together and Sean has started displaying some teen angst. It feels like we have an alley that we're going down with these characters. And this seems like a Fair, nice little reasonable, break yeah. from it.
1: All right. Well, I'm good. You mm-hmm. good? So all right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Stay safe and where wherever you live right now. Uh, there, there's a myriad yes. of things in the world to be alert Correct. about. So stay safe. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Go ahead and share it with your friends.
0: Yes. Follow us on the things. Absolutely. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check
1: us out uh, on everywhere. all those social media places where Megan curates wonderful content just for you. And I often reshare it. <laughs> uh check back next week in this feed for more of that stuff uh we'll be here as long as we can be but otherwise thanks so much for listening enjoy the rest of your day uh be well be safe class dismissed